Ailey Objective. And today we're going to be talking about something very exciting and cool, according to me, not according to everyone. Billionaires in space. They're doing it. They're going out there. Bezos, I think, went up there. Uh, Elon is probably going to be there if he hasn't gone already. Everyone's going to space. Well, all the billionaires seem to it's the hot thing to do right now if you're a billionaire. And uh, there's a lot to celebrate, frankly. Now we're going to have to get to the negative side of the uh, cultural attitude towards this because there do seem to be people who feel that basically the money of billionaires is a grant. It's like an allowance granted to them by society to see what they do with it. And if they do things that benefit everyone, then that's fine. But otherwise, we might need to take it back. There's a lot wrong with a lot happening in the world. So we're going to get to all of it. We've got a star-studded host cast today. First off, we've got a guy who's not only on TV, but he's on TV talk on the Ayn Rand Center UK. It's Mark Pellegrino. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Love the glasses. Thanks. Likewise, we look like twins. <laughs> and we've got a guy who, uh, well, he doesn't need any glasses. Frankly, he probably has x-ray vision. Chicago's very own Superman investor and financier, Jonathan Honig. Great to be with you, Rakan. And this is a fascinating story from a <clears throat> scientific perspective, from you said, a kind of cultural perspective, and from an objectivist perspective. I mean, as I watched Bezos go up in the air just the other day in that beautifully, oddly shaped rocket, I pulled up and I want to share just a few minutes some of what Ayn Rand wrote about Apollo 11 uh, when she witnessed its uh, launch, you know, decades ago. So kick us off on a really uh, interesting topic that's still kind of reverberating around the culture wars on both sides of the Atlantic right now. Yeah, uh, right off the bat, Marilene with the $3 super chat says, my hero. Well, Marilene, I don't know if that $3 super chat is best for society. I mean, who said you get to spend that how you see fit, right? Doesn't everyone's money need to be spent how society dictates? That's basically how people are, some people are treating this thing. I really wish there was more of a um, uh, kind of uh, standard celebration. I wish that was kind of the norm. Uh, but it is around here. It is among the people that I choose to associate with here a lot. Uh, also, thank you, Sammy's board again for the 99 pence. Um, so did you guys uh, like catch it? Do you guys happen to see the uh, some of the uh, the flying footage and stuff? I tend to miss these things, but I'm sort of happy about it uh, as I hear about it. I'm happy well, about the idea of it, but I've missed it. I'm I'm on location and, and don't really have a TV equipped for that kind of thing. So I'm how I'm, ironic. I'm really, yeah, right. I'm really, I'm really behind the times in a lot of ways, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm but glad you're, it's you're excited, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you're you're excited about just the fact that it happened, and I, you know, I have to say, guys, I I remember as a kid watching Columbia. I mean, the first Columbia go off. It must have been the really early '80s. So, so I was really into it. I I cheered. I mean, I can't say that I, tears were brought to my eyes, but I cheered when uh, you know I saw Bezos go off, when I saw uh, uh, Richard Branson goes off, go off. But you know. I, like you, and I'm sure a lot of our viewers and listeners from around the world, also caught some of these headlines. You know, uh, these are from all over. This is from everything from democracy now to the Atlantic. You know, our virgin galactic and blue origin only good for billionaires space joyrides. Billionaires in space are costing lives on Earth. Billionaires in space, the launch of a dream or just an out of the world ego. Billionaire space race, tax proposed by House Democrat. So, you know, I was cheering it and how could you not be? And, you know, the, the unbelievable majesty of that, but it's almost like 
these guys didn't even sit down back on earth before people on both sides of the so-called aisle were shitting all over it when they should well, have been cheering. Well, that's, that's what you get with a perceptual level of reality like some of these people on the left have. They can only see rich versus poor. They can't see, they, they can't see, or first they can't fathom the idea that you're allowed to enjoy your life just for the sake of your life. Um, that's a little too abstract for them, but they can't see down the line that evolving from, evolving from a space program that was largely geared towards a very elite small group of people that had to be highly trained, that now that stepping out into the civilian world is an enormous transformation. And that, that to me means that the science is going to be coming to us and that sooner rather than later, you and I, if we want to, will have the option to go in space. I mean, when, when, when was Kitty Hawk? When was- what, 1904. When, 1904. And now we're, we've gone to the moon, we've sent probes to Mars, we, we fly at supersonic speeds uh, a, a mere hundred plus years later, and now technology moves at such a fast rate, I wouldn't be surprised if they could make this accessible to all of us within our lifetimes. Absolutely. Corey with the uh, $14.99 Australian dollars says, this is really exciting. Even with all the restrictions placed in an economy, this is still able to happen in a relatively free market. Can't even <laughs> imagine the possibilities in an unrest unrestrained one. And Ed with five pounds or euro, yeah, pounds says billionaires in space is great and it paves way for people like me to also go into space one day. Yeah, there's no reason I can't be um, renting an apartment in like in the above the clouds looking down at, as my view on, on the daily. I mean, in an unrestrained economy, look at how quickly the Internet and technology develops. You know, you could not give away a phone from 10 years ago to say nothing of, you know, 30 years ago, like an 80s phone today is literally trash. Um, and just imagine if, you know, if industry in general were as lightly or unregulated as high tech, who, who knows where we can all be right now? We could be in a space station in the morning and back on Earth, you know, for lunch. Hey, guys, what, what do you think of this? It, it seems to me that, you know, you get people on the left that are so enamored of their ideas and so enamored of their of their point of view of, of humanity that they, they love that more than reality. And when they see civilians launching into space, it kind of overturns their view of reality. I mean, to the political class and the academic elites, humanity is supposed to be sick, dependent, victims, weak, in need of guidance. They need the shepherd of these philosopher, shepherding of these philosopher kings. And these guys prove that we don't need that. So why aren't they? Why, why wouldn't they be all upset? They're gonna lose jobs. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in, actually. I think, Mark, I, there's so many interesting ways to, to interpret that response, as you said. I mean, I saw it as what Rand talks about, the hatred of the good for being the good. You know, I mean, how else, you know, there, yeah, I mean, I guess there's some sense of why could they come up with it, we can up, come up with it. But, you know, I just thought of to, to, to piss and shit on this, excuse my French, I know this is a family show, but, you know, to, to dump all over this amazing achievement, you know, talks about what Rand says, you know, it's, it's a response of hatred, not towards human vices, but human virtues. You know, they're going to see this, this, as you said, this human achievement and say, this is, you know, this is the hatred of the good. I can't, I can't see it any other way. Hey, science and academia are telling us we're determined. I mean, determined beings, we're determined by forces outside of ourselves. This flies in the face of all of that, and they can't take it. It drives them insane. We have to go back to our place. What's our place? 
I don't know. I feel like it's uh, on the savannas, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a pre-industrial age, wearing loincloths and uh, hunting and gathering for our lives. Sounds That's terrible to me. That is, that, is, that is the, the uh, nostalgia people seem to have these days. And I hate to say it, especially on the non-left. I mean, this, this is the, the, the sort of dream of the new right. They're lamenting how uh, that we're no longer on farms close to our families and uh, with good, the types of values that they imagine people used to have. That is when they weren't dying at birth. Uh, thank you, Marilene, <laughs> for the $10 super chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Mark, you mentioned the left uh, is you know hostile to this type of thing. I, I haven't seen any positive response to this type of thing from almost anybody, uh, certainly not from today's Republicans uh, and today's Republicans. Their basic issues seem to be, you know, abortion, immigration and being anti big tech, break up big tech, regulate big tech. And then to see Jeff Bezos be sort of one of the kings of big tech. Uh, launching himself into space alongside other billionaires. Um, I, I'm not seeing, a, I, I wish I saw Republicans uh, enthusiastic about this, but I, I, ha I haven't seen much of it. I wonder if I'm missing it. Have you guys seen any in, of that? In, in, fa in fact, Rucky, you're right. They dumped on Bezos because <clears throat> when he came back, <clears throat> excuse me, when he came back to earth, as I heard, heard it, he essentially thanked Amazon customers and Amazon employees. And people said, oh, you know, he's tone deaf. But I, Look, as an Amazon customer, I think it's pretty amazing that maybe I participated in some sense of Jeff Bezos getting to the moon. I mean, I think it, it's something to applaud. And I, I just go back to what Rand talked about when she saw, um, you know, when she talked about the uh, uh, seeing Apollo 11. And definitely go check this out at the Ayn Rand Institute site. The whole address is there, Ayn Rand on Apollo 11. But, you know, she talked about, I'll just give a quick synopsis, you know, the, you know this feeling that the white objects unobstructed streak in motion that was you know the thing going up was the only thing that mattered in the universe the concretized abstraction of man's greatness and no one could have doubt we had seen an achievement of man in his capacity as a rational being and achievement of reason logic mathematics total dedication to the absolutism of reality so she saw it in those mm. huge philosophical terms and Ruck, it's funny you said they want a society where we're back on the farm close to family Jeff Bezos got off that that spaceship or whatever. He got back down and he hugged his family, and it was like it was just awesome. How could you not cheer for that? I mean, that was well because you have a vi you have a vi different vision of the world than these folks do. The vision of the anointed is is very different than uh, the heroic vision of of mankind. And uh, I think it's a slap in the face to these folks that a guy like Bezos, a private citizen actually has the gall to break away from the elite and say, I can do it on my own. How dare he? Mm -hmm. uh, CJ you, with two oh yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you, Jeff. Also, thank you, CJ, for the $2 Canadian. He says Bezos divorce. Bezos's divorce probably costs more than this than space. Lol. Uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, in the non-super chat, we got General Zukov says, Ayn Rand was funded by old money, like Rockefellers and Rothschilds. That's interesting. I always thought her books were really popular. I purchased a, a copy of each one of her books at one point or another. Uh, yeah, but you know, you are part of the Rothschilds, Rucka. You know oh, I mean? yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, should I drop my pants, General? Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> listen, everybody, there's a lot to celebrate today. Um, and even, even if, even if it literally, it was only the three of us celebrating, uh, what's taking place, obviously it's a lot more than just the three of us, but what if even, even if it was, I mean, that would be enough. 
that would that would uh, that would still be a wonderful celebration that the, the fact that something an amazing uh, spectacle has taken place and uh, and we're appreciating it. It's uh, there's a lot to celebrate. And um, I've, I've been thinking recently and voicing some of it on the show like we it, it is conceivable that we're one generation away from having billionaires with an attitude. You know, let's say the next wave of Bezos's and Elon Musk's and Zuckerberg's. <laughs> are either objectivist or just strongly informed. Let's say they passed through uh, the OAC over at ARI, or let's say they were subscribed <coughs> to this channel or something like that. And when they get their billions and they have that much of a, of, a, of a light shined on them, they actually use it to give the finger to their antagonists and they give the finger to Congress and they say, excuse me, what's mine is mine. Thank you, Jameson, for the $5. He says, I find it exciting. It's like a fresh start. Gulch on Mars. I think referring to the Galt's Gulch. Uh, yeah, I mean that's one possibility. You know, and, and one of the slightly disappointing things I saw was just after Bezos got back to Earth, he gave, um, I believe, a hundred million dollars to CNN contributor Van Jones, and I believe oh Chef God, Chef Jose Garces, who <clears throat> I don't I don't know either of them too well, but. There is still that altruism, right? That sense of like, well, I've got to do, you know, because he's judged solely on that, the charity. That's what's good. His joyride into space. Oh, that's just for him. That's terrible. But if he gives away, uh, you know, a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, well, that's good. And that, it's just, again, it's that hatred of the good of being the good. And as a lot of our super chatters have pointed out, and as you guys have mentioned to me, look, the good, I hope he did it just for himself. He had talked about it in at Branson too, a childhood fantasy but they're paving the way i mean they're selling tickets now for 250 300,000 500,000 dollars it's a lot of money but it's not too much i mean to go to space you could come up with it and these guys are the true pioneers the innovators i, I cheer them on and so do a, a lot of our uh, contributors um jamie says i'm happy to have helped bezos um so a satisfied customer and uh, a lover of mankind yeah, he's quote helped Bezos by trading with Bezos, which is what yes, I yes. do. I never, I never buy anything from Amazon or sign up for Amazon Prime in order to help Bezos go to space. I'm glad to see that that's what my, our our transaction has led to. But uh, basically, I get free deliveries, I get fast deliveries, I get free TV and movies along with that as part of Amazon Prime. I'm watching Mad Men right now in preparation for a TV talk uh, upcoming episode. I mean, I get all these things I, via voluntary trade and people like me trading with Bezos and Amazon leads to him getting to spend his money like a child, like a child who's excited to, to build something or to do something fun. He gets to launch into space with the uh, thrill of a child and that's supposed to be a bad thing and people are acting like we're a bunch of peasants, you know, being taxed so that Bezos, the... Uh, the oligarch, whatever, can go into space and laugh at us. That's just, that's what people want to believe, but that's not actually taking place in front of their eyes. I feel like the society as a whole has um, regressed emotionally. You know, like when you're a child, apparently you, as your perceptions are developing, you can't tell the difference between you and the outside world. There's literally no distinction between the two in your mind. And I feel like that's what people are regressing to again. There's no distinction between them and everybody else. And so um, guys like Bezos, so, 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 you know, 
paying for his services is being taxed and, and him doing what he wants with his money is some kind of a front to your dignity and takes something from you because you guys are metabolically joined. It's not like you're two separate individuals with separate life paths and, and values to pursue. Um, nobody's independent anymore. Whatever. The, let's make that sexy again, guys. I, I mean, that's what we're trying to do here, but uh, we have an uphill, uphill uh, battle. It seems you're right, Mark. I mean, there's a little bit of that cutting down of the tall poppies thing uh, and egalitarianism. And it's so interesting on all these themes kind of paper over each other in terms of promoting bad philosophy. Um, and, you know, even I think Ayn Rand in the Apollo 11 essay, she she admits in effect that, OK, this was a government sponsored thing, um, but she could step apart from that to just see the big picture human achievement, human greatness. But as you said, even even now, I mean, if people can even, and, and Rucker, you're right, it's a, it's a kid's plaything, but we know that you're saying that in jest because the amount of thinking and creativity, I mean, they're getting people into space for a fraction of what it cost NASA to do. You know, it cost NASA 20 million, they're doing it for <laughs> a million. So they're innovating and I just, I, I don't want to go into space, hell no. I'm claustrophobic even in first class. But uh, I'm cheering them on because mm -hmm. uh, how could you not? It's infectious what they're doing in the world. Well, I mean, now space travel and exploiting other, other worlds for our own benefit is actually a real possibility now. I mean, NASA was able to put together projects for a, a specific period of time to go to the moon. And then after that, they got bogged down in regulatory red tape and they became a bureaucracy like anything else and really didn't really didn't do much. I mean, we did send some probes to Mars, but I think had this area been privatized for this, the last 50 years, please, we, we'd, be, we'd be on Mars by now. I mean, uh, Robert Zupern always has talked about, he's written a book about it, The Case for Mars. We could have gone there in, on 60s technology. Now it's- yeah. We should be able to do it blindfolded. One can only imagine. One can only try to contemplate. I mean, imagine trying to imagine what the Internet could have been if the Internet had been nipped at the bud and never allowed to become or, you know, just phones and tablets never were allowed. Computers were never permitted to develop. It would be it would be impossible to even dream about what was possible. Thank you, Marilyn, for the five dollars. She says Amazon has made my life so much better. I owe Bezos unlimited gratitude. And yet all he asks of you is to pay for what you take from him. Um, yeah. And my comment about the joy of a child, it was like uh, kind of, you know, it was kind of literal. Like uh, that is the adult version of childish joy, you know, getting to build stuff. You know, that is kind of abstracting that childhood feeling and, totally. it, 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 you know, making it relevant and doing something with it. That is like the, the adult version of uh, of childhood joy again. Um, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, there, there's, there's just a lot, a lot of good stuff happening. Um, and, you know, I remember uh, Yaron Brook was on some British uh, like table talk type of show once where like he was like the one free market guy and all these British people are saying like, we're going to run out of resources. Sorry for the accent. I have no idea if that was Australian or South African or what. We're going to run out of resources. And Yaron said, he goes, I could imagine people getting resources from other planets. Like, you know, if, if with the free market, who's to say? And we're actually seeing us taking a step in that direction. Who's to say that Bezos and Elon Musk and others like them couldn't be uh, bringing resources over from other planets to power our cars or whatever it is that we're going to power up. But is that what environmentalists want? Do they actually want more resources or do they want to see people returning to the primitive? You can tell by my question, I've got my suspicions.
<laughs> well, I used to be an environmentalist, so I can tell you your suspicions are confirmed. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate as well with my own uh, past. Jonathan? No, yeah, I mean, quickly, and, and we want to invite everyone, of course, to not only use the Super Chat, but to visit the store at Ayn Rand Center UK. I've made a few purchases that are on the way right now, so I'm looking forward to modeling that. So, you know, as, as the Lord Emperor said, if you take a social media photo, we will retreat it around the, <clears throat> the blogosphere and, you know, get your word out. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have kind of brought up in the Super Chat, guys, you know, Bezos isn't helping himself by what he's doing with the Washington Post. He's pushing CRT capitalism. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, criticism of Bezos about his politics, supposedly. And you even hear this a lot about those, the, um, you know, uh, tech giants in, in general, right? Like, well, we like what they've created, but they're terrible politically. Um, so that seems to be kind of come back to one of the criticisms by, you know, people who normally you'd think would be celebrating human achievement. Yeah, well, I, I, but I think that's sort of a legit criticism in a way, right? Because they are infusing their politics in, in the way in which they, 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 they package their product to the world. And um, at some point, I think the, the market's going to answer that. Um, maybe not now, but an alternative will rise and they will be yesterday's news. Yep. Anyway, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, but really it was just the best of times. Uh, a lot to celebrate today. Uh, speaking of good times, coming up tonight at 8 p.m. UK time, 3 Eastern, the communication boot camp with Don Watkins, which is for <coughs> members only. So become a member now and participate. Nikos will present a future solo episode of The Daily Objective titled How Tyranny Survives. So I, I'm, I take it Nikos will deliver his solo episode and Don will critique it. Uh, so imagine getting to look into the future. Imagine speaking of the future and what's possible. You're actually going to see here an episode of The Daily Objective in before it even happens. And then you're going to hear Don critique it. So that's coming up today. Uh, join Ayn Rand Center UK as a member. Also, tomorrow on the Daily Objective, some special guest hosts. We got Kirk Barbera, Shoshana Milgram, and and Chikolela. Chikolela. They're going to discuss the play Manavana. So that's coming up tomorrow as well. And don't forget tomorrow, the Integrating Investor. And of course... TV talk with Mark Pellegrino, Jack Schumann, and Jennifer Buani. Cool we're name. Gonna be, we're going to be talking about the night of. So uh, bone up on that series if you haven't seen it already. It's a limited series on HBO. Easy to binge between now and then, everybody. Lots and lots of content. So please become an Iron Rand Century UK member. Buy some merch <clears throat> from the website and do whatever you can to support this thing. Oh, Thank also, you for all the super. So by the yeah. way, I'm, I'm debating or conversing with Zuby tomorrow at some point. It's, it's on Twitter. You can, you can check it out if you guys want to see us talk about when rights begin. It's, uh, it, it was, it was uh, inspired by a, a tweet that he made on abortion. I countered with something, started a whole discussion on his feed, poor guy. And uh, he wants to have a discussion with me personally. So as do I. It'll be interesting, I think. So that's coming clip up a, tomorrow, sounds yes. like. Clip a couple of fingernails and hangnails. You'll drive them crazy, right, Mark? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that. follow Mark Pellegrino. You'll know it's him with the blue check mark. I used to have a blue check mark. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Why, wh where's your blue check mark? Ask Jonathan. He knows. 
Uh, it's all, it's a long story, <laughs> but well that's, for a, that's for a whole nother episode. Nothing's really, nothing's my fault. All right, everybody, we're jumping <laughs> over to the day, uh, to the clubhouse after <coughs> show. We want to hear what you think. Come on out. Tell us what you think. Join us there. And, uh, thank you all today for the super chats and all of that. We'll see you back here very soon and goodbye. Goodbye.